1: Welcome to the Witcher Lorecast, the show that explores the vast lore behind the Witcher games, show and books. Witchers, welcome back to the Witcher Lorecast. This is your host Tom or Robots and I'm here with Toasty and Toasty. Did you see all the Witcher news this week? I know I know this episode isn't about Witcher news, but I'm just super excited so I thought I'd ask I'm, you right I at mentioned the top. it. You, you mentioned it. I mentioned it. You mentioned it. In the notes. In the notes well I, I didn't I read to all, i scrolled it. through the notes but I mean, we gotta like we gotta talk about it yeah okay fine let's talk about i'm excited i'm excited more like witcher unique. more witcher games like three
0: of them three new witcher yeah, games that's, in the works it's kind of wild it's kind of wild honestly yeah i don't and the, it's like, they're so weird <laughs> they're so weird with what they did we should we should we'll talk about that we'll get there in the spot we'll get in the there. Notes right. that i said we'll talk about it for
1: yeah, but but first we're this is a part two of Queen Maeve because mm-hmm. she's super interesting, badass queen like we just last time.
0: She's super beefy, lore super. wise and probably body type wise. You think she's s- a wide lady? No, I think she's just buff. <laughs> she's I think really like, she's super buff, like wide with probably. muscles. Yeah, because like, like, I mean, like how much battle she does and whatnot. Oh, yeah. I bet she's like she's like a warrior queen yeah i get you i get you yeah.
1: all right so uh where do we Where like what's first of all how is this episode gonna be different from the previous episode what are we getting into this time that we didn't get into last time
0: uh so we have a lot more to talk about especially on like how uh specifically the the second milf guardian war mm-hmm. so we'll be mm-hmm. talking about like her part in that specifically cool, cool. okay so kick us off where do we begin mm. all right so i mean if just a refresher last we left off. We talked about kind of her, uh, her place, uh, or just like early life and her place in like the first North guardian war, uh, along, along with the, um, the meeting at Haga with, uh, you know, how much the, the rest of the the delegation, like looked her for like guidance and, and, and like the next move, uh, we kind of, uh, move on from that. Um, uh, from her uh, escape to Adern. Um so before reaching her palace, the queen ordered her land to secretly prepare to attack Nilfgaard. So ready to go on the offensive again. So oh,
1: well, this is on on her way back from that meeting at the beginning mm-hmm. of the second Nilfgaardian war she's headed back to her palace and she's already sending word to like prepare
0: to prepare, yeah. We need to we need to take it <laughs> these are they're ready to start just bam um her troops were to be distributed as close to the borders as possible there they would await the uh Adernian army and overcome imperial border garrisons so we know that they have like that uh close relationship with with adern and King event um close i think i can't remember what there were, they were like cousins or something. So, yeah. Uh, so
1: they're pairing up basically. They're saying, all right, yeah. our soldiers are yeah. going to meet up and kind of move together.
0: And they kind of on the map, they sit next to each other, like Liria, Rivia are kind of like a little bit like South. What is that? Southeast. Adern kind of sits a little bit more like Northwest, but they're kind of like staggered there. Mm-hmm. So pretty much level for taking on like the, what assault they could from, from Nilfgaard. Um, uh, and at one point in late June, a troop of Lyrian cavalry clashed with a mounted Nilfgaardian unit. After hearing about this, Me loudly accused the empire of provocation and called for help from Dimovin. Uh, what she didn't know, however, was the emperor was a one step ahead. Um, and on the night from July 1st, to the second, a Nilfgaardian force disguised as Lyrians and Adernians seized Glevitzingen. It's fun to say on the <laughs> imperial border. Moments after, a group of Dimfins heralds, escorted by Lyrian soldiers, all of whom were quite possibly still disguised black ones, informed the locals that Adern was taking control, claiming this as a Cassis. Casus Belli?
1: Casus Belli. It's a Roman for basically cause to war. Um, In medieval Europe, basically, you didn't have a right internationally law wise. You didn't have a right to go to war with another kingdom unless you had a claim to something. So, for example, if you and I were both half brothers of the king and the king dies and I decide to invade you, my casus Belli is... The crown belongs to me because I was the true heir to the crown. Not you. You're only a half brother. But then you would say, well, no, you're only a half brother. Oh, I have the casus belli to fight back and That's take your true. land. Right. <laughs> right. Like this is how the way this stuff goes. Right. So but as long as you had enough of a of a claim, enough of a reason to go to war, then the war seemed to be justified, at least among your followers or international reasons or whatever.
0: Yeah. So basically he disguised his troops as Adernians and Lyrians and invaded his own territory and took an area and used them as like his reason for it. So
1: Right. So he basically played he up fake news,
0: his own reason. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right.
1: Fake news of like, oh, look how terrible these soldiers are from your forces doing this terrible thing. Uh, it, and it seemed like she was ready to kind of call him out on the clash between the Lyrian cavalry and the Nilfgaardian unit mm. as if that was his fault, right? Like she had prepared her armies there and then like, Oh no, you've initiated the combat here. And then he plays back and sends his own troops disguised as their troops as a reason to, yeah, to go. And to I'm war.
0: assuming like she's still waiting for, cause they're small areas and Nilfgaardian's force is so massive. Um, there she's probably waiting on that support from Dimovin before attacking, and so he takes like the initiative uh to do this. So claiming this is Casas Bella, the Imperials crossed the Yoruga immediately, conquering the Lyrian border castles Scala and Spala in mere three days. Scala and Spala. Yep. Uh Rivia was prepared for months of siege, but capitulated under the promise of no harm. Hinsult, who was to aid Meeb and Demovend owing to the alliance they signed at Haga opted to strike a pact with the Emperor instead taking control of the coveted Lore mark. So Fontar Valley. So Hensel flips sides here. Yep, because I mean as we know as we've talked about several times, uh with their their damn war <laughs> over the Fontar Valley or the Lore Mark, um, as they call it. Uh how Adern and, uh, Kydwin are always at war for that. So I guess the emperor offered, um, they kinda, uh, they have to split or they have to kind of send their forces south or Adern uh, specifically, so they can't defend to the north, which they didn't think that they would have to, but mm-hmm. then of course insult turns because. Um, he's offered the option of taking that area and it's very that's really valuable what it
1: wants. Very valuable land. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So which is very again very smart by the Nilfgaardians Guardians to turn somebody against them on the other side and now surround their enemy. Yes, yeah, so another flanked on, on either side, which is Right. Uh, and Rivia uh, doesn't even hold out against the siege. They're basically they basically cave. They're told like, oh, we're not gonna harm you, and then they were prepared for months of, of siege, right? Like, and this is another one of those things that goes to the way that this kind of warfare works, is that you didn't just like move your troops against a fortified city or castle or something and then just knock the walls down and march in. That was very difficult to do. It wasn't like Lord of the Rings. It was more like you surrounded the city and you stopped the, the movement of supplies in and out of the city, and eventually the people in the city would starve, and then they would give up. So you could just basically make your soldiers wait (laughs) until the city gave in and then open the doors and then you would march in and take and take whatever you want or destroy everybody and, you know, pillage.
0: I mean, like specifically the reason for like Lord of the Rings being the way it was is just because like the orcs weren't concerned about numbers like there's so many of them and there was like nearly an infinite supply so like why right wait it out when you could just like make the assaults and no matter the numbers you lose you have more because the advantage
1: is always on the defender
0: yeah so uh, in yeah typical warfare you didn't want to do that because you lose too much forces then you right and it it demoralizes
1: your troops and then your troops flee and then you lose It, it, it all always came down to morale so okay so this is this is what happens at this point in the story um but there's like a game section to this
0: so there's a lot of sections in this of like uh specifically things that are considered game canon um so this next part um
1: is only uh, referred to in the games it doesn't show up in the other stories right
0: yeah uh meanwhile in lyria me herself ended up a victim of a coup organized by count caldwell and backed by duke ardal a e dahi uh, the Novgardian commander tasked with the eastern front arrested and confined in a tower while they installed Willem as a puppet king Meve escaped only barely before caldwell's henchmen came to kill her she was helped by a few loyalists led by count odo and gascon the outlaw So man, everybody's turning, everybody's turning and she barely escapes, you know, like, but I, I, yeah, I mean, I can kind of, uh, understand with like the sense of like, um, these people probably, a lot of these people probably don't want to go back to war considering how shortly they were at war before. Mm -hmm. Um, so like it's, you know, they're going back to it. And of course, Neve is like. Basically, like, you know, I'll head the front because they're right there in between Nilfgaard and the rest of the Northern Kingdoms if they go up that side. So, uh, yeah, it's yeah. probably turned because they didn't want to go to war. Well, um, and that specifically was game.
1: Uh, now, so this goes now that, that section is only happens in the games. It's not according to the book lore, but it would fit into the story. Right. And then yeah. we have more book lore.
0: So we know like, you know, with CDPR expanding and exploring these like stories that are like only partially mentioned and just kind of bringing it more forward. So Queen Meave is not the significant of a character in the books, but they make her so much more important. Um, uh, hoping to regroup together with Demovin Meave got uh, on a way to Aldersburg, uh, her loyal soldiers fought the Guardians ferociously alongside the Adernians in the First Battle of Aldersburg, which took place in mid-July. However, numbering only around five or 6,000 warriors, they were soundly crushed by the numerically superior enemy under Mino Cohorn. Uh, following the Battle of Aldersburg, a rumor spread far and wide, making many people believe Meeve disappeared and perished in the wake of the Empire's onslaught. The fact that she assembled with the survivors from her army reassembled, sorry, uh, with the survivors of her army and recruited anyone available, including mercenaries and order ordinary marauders. So we get kind of a turnaround here. Like she's able
1: mm-hmm. to now rally the troops again and start fighting back.
0: Yeah. She's kind of got this like guerrilla force. That's just going like there's, they don't have like a whole, like they don't have really a setup of location or anything. They're just, they're just traveling and just, attacking and killing any Nilf guardians they get.
1: It's like a roving band um, of warriors
0: just yeah, out, out in the world. So cool. Mm-hmm. Um next part uh is more game canon. Uh with the battle lost meme and demovent escape the burning Aldersburg through a secret passage. His army all but annihilated. Demovent confided in the queen of his decision to retreat and regroup in exile. When meve told him she wouldn't follow and instead remained to liberate her realm, he proceeded to give her several soldiers as well as a, the leaden ring, a token of friendship from dwarves of Mahakam. Uh, asking how it may serve her, meve learned that the ring could make the dwarven elder in chief, Bruver Hoog. Bruver Hoog! We're back to this guy. Yeah. Uh, liable to hear her out and thus increase her chance to get a volunteer core full of dwarves Dimovin also bids rayla to guide me to the dwarves with this the march towards mahakam began It took var emry's mere 60 mere 26 days to crush the two this is very <laughs> uh very different uh so basically
1: she decides I'm going to stay and fight and then Demovan's like all right here this ring will be useful you can draw some some dwarven troops to aid you and so they head up to Mahakam which is north of where they are right we've talked about that previously north- northwest west right? yeah and um, and then so what's the deal here with it took uh, Var Emrys 26 days to crush the two like they still didn't they still couldn't hold it back the Nilfgaardians? guardians
0: yeah i mean it's it's like a swarm at this point. i mean we see yeah. it in like witcher 3 with like that opening kind of credit which is how many there are <laughs> they yeah just kinda, they yeah kinda sweep across the ant- the the land like ants right like, they're is, so
1: is that the second war i didn't put the two i've yeah. never put the two together like which conflict them, that specifically that's,
0: is but, that's them uh, yeah it's yeah. them taking Tamaria.
1: right it's them moving yeah. even f- further north than they are here is
0: specifically right ended with sodden. the battle of sodden hill right 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 the second war is them and it's still kind of going in the witcher 3 like we're still in it right specifically because right. they're still moving north and taking more land
1: right so no, that totally makes sense I, I i never i never just stopped and thought about like okay when is this scene that i'm seeing here at the beginning but that totally makes sense, yeah. Because um, then, you, once you see it, you kind of skip it on your next playthrough.
0: You're like, just get, yeah, let yeah, me get that's it. True. It's awesome. It looks really cool, but it's like, just oh, get me into the game. That one might be unskip. I think you just like go through it like, every time you start. It like makes you watch it. I believe oh, maybe, maybe either that or I. Different. or maybe i, I got like a
1: mod it. that skips it i've who knows maybe i've got 100 Thanks things installed probably, at this point probably yeah
0: yeah all right well cool all right so
1: we're gonna take the mid break we got to thank our patrons but what are we going to talk about after the mid break
0: <coughs> more 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 there's <laughs> more. more stuff there's more so this is <laughs>
1: not the stuff. end this isn't her end, <laughs> it's not, She's it's still, end she no. still fights back all right we'll be right back don't go anywhere very well let us get this over with. Something has infested my vineyard. Mm-hmm. Great. Let me go prepare my something oil then. All right. This is the part of the show where we get to thank our patrons for being awesome. All 17 of you. Thank you for being our supporters on patreon.com slash And we would normally shout out some new patrons, but we don't have any new ones this week. However, we do have our higher vampires who get calls out every week. Ben of Tamaria and Jared M. Thank you for supporting the show at that tier. And thank you to everyone else who supports us. And coming up this month, it's the beginning of the month again, which means at the last Monday of the month, we will have our patron chat, which just happens to be the 31st. And so I know that that's spoopy episode. That's Halloween. Uh, patrons, let us know. There's, there's a a number of you who normally join us. Let us know if you want to still do this on Halloween night. It might be a little bit difficult. We might want to push it to a different time that week. Um yeah we can we can discuss it but chime in on the discord let us know what you think and thanks again to all of our patrons also if you'd like to support us on uh in other ways uh leaving a rating and review on apple Podcasts is a wonderful way to help out and if you do so we'll read it out on a future episode of the show also you can rate the show on spotify both of those things help make sure that people understand that this is a show that's worth turning to tuning in turning into no tuning into um so thank you to everybody who takes the time to do that as well in the middle break here is where Toasty has in his notes that we will talk about the new Witcher projects.
0: Yeah, because it's kind of what we did before whenever yeah. we're getting, we getting Witcher news as I kind of threw it in the mid-break, you know. Um, but yeah, so we got we got news about a lot of new CD Projekt Red. Yeah, uh, it's something
1: like what? Five uh, or six eight. things in total? It's a whole bunch of stuff. Six. six. Yeah, six. They got
0: three Witcher uh, IPs, uh, two Cyberpunk, and then one new ip that we don't know what it is projects and then a new one yeah um and yeah so for the witcher specifically we have serious these are all code
1: names these are not the actual names so don't don't freak out they're like wait how does that make sense
0: yeah um then we have uh the new witcher trilogy which we know with Witcher four uh but confirmation that it's a trilogy Mm -hmm. for one. Yeah, there was some buzz
1: about this before this announcement, but this definitely confirms it like they are setting up to do a story across three things with the first Witcher trilogy, Witcher one, two and three. There was no anticipation of this because they didn't know if it was going to be successful when they did the first one and then they did the second one and that was more successful. So they got to do the third one. So you can kind of follow Geralt's story across them, but it's not written in a completely unified kind of way. So what I would expect from this next series is that that's what they're planning. They're planning to do an actual trilogy with like a a beginning, middle, end.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then we have the, uh, canis majoris. So they all the, all these projects that we don't like that they haven't like confirmed the names of, or just like told us about yet all have like star names.
1: Yeah and the star names sound like other things like canis majoris it means like like big dog right mm-hmm. so that could be a wolf a big dog yeah. a wolf is a big dog right um, like
0: Sirius is also serious thing yeah
1: is also a wolf but um also sounds kind of like siri even though it's True. spelled different and you notice that it is yeah it so, is so maybe different. it's a continuation of her story in some way
0: that would be cool. Yeah. I'd be cool with that. Yeah. I would love to see that.
1: Now, we also know that they, the CDPR is taking on the main project. These two other side projects, the uh, Sirius and Canis Majoris, are being uh, overseen by CDPR, but they are hiring some other studios to also yeah. work on
0: them. So, Sirius is uh Molasses Flood uh, studio. I've I've never heard of them yeah, at I'm all. I'm not familiar. Um, The Candace Majoris is a third party. It says by third party. So right. They haven't told us exactly who. Right. um And the stories so. are going
1: to be different. The games are going to be slightly different. um The mainline game is probably going to be very much like the current game. So I'm guessing you play as a character. You don't get to build your character in an RPG. But uh these other two are going to be kind of different takes on things, slightly different kinds of games. So. Yeah must be interesting. Yeah, so we'll have to see. This is exciting. Um, I, I we also got the update that they're they're doing another Cyberpunk. Um, if this is going to take as long as they did on the first Cyberpunk, then that game is seven years out <laughs> from it's announcement. It's gonna be a while. So it's the next CDPR game will probably get. Well, the next thing we'll get is the update, the DLC update, Cyberpunk 2077, which is coming in a few months, and then we'll so far. probably get. <laughs> The next, I would assume the next mainline Witcher game, since that was already announced. And now these side mm-hmm. projects are announced unless the other games are, are games that can be developed faster
0: than like a big RPG, like the Witcher. Well, I imagine like those side things that aren't the trilogy, like those we'll see those probably way before that. I think like, I think there'll be
1: like a few year development rather than like yeah, a five I think they year development. Be, I
0: don't, I don't, I don't think that they will be like major, major things. Like, that doesn't seem like, like, I feel like they're going to handle, like, the main studio is going to handle the major projects that'll take a while. But I don't think uh, those other ones, like, I mean, maybe we'll see, like, one of these may even just be, like, a new mobile game that they're trying to do or something. Kind of like the Gwent stuff,
1: right? Yeah. Kind of like how Gwent's kind of a side project, and they keep on putting new updates or variations on the Gwent formula with a different kind of side project game. Yeah. Maybe something like that.
0: Uh, And it's like, yeah, so, um, and I'm wondering, like, also, like, do these, like, so, I can't remember they specifically said these were games. Like, a lot of these are games, obviously, like, Mm -hmm. uh, um, but, like, you know, like, the Canis Majoris, is that, like, a game?
1: Yeah, I think the assumption. we know that they work
0: on, like, with edge runners, like, like, edge runners, they worked on that but that wasn't a game that was an anime but it was it's a project cool. to work on it sure yeah I was yeah. like wonder if oh. like the like third party like are they gonna make in some sort of like Witcher anime thing but that they'll like help work on I, I don't know I know Netflix kind of handles that stuff but like obviously they're still integral to that
1: Yeah, I I don't know. If if you're saying that you've only seen it mentioned as project, then I think maybe the assumption was a game, but maybe we're assuming wrong. I don't know. That's an interesting Mm. point. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts on what you think is coming for The Witcher. So let us know. Send us some notes on Twitter or on the Discord. Let us know what you're hoping for and uh, what you think these other games might actually turn into. Um, But that's what we got for the mid, mid break. Let's move on with the rest of the show you smell of death and destiny heroics and heartbreak it's onion right yeah all right we're back and uh also shout out to everybody in chat thank you for being here with us and kratos welcome kratos just found the witcher podcast this podcast he's or they are jumping in and saying uh, hello and don't worry you don't have to don't have to worry about doing everything in order Things you can kind of take these this episodes is, yeah, as you go there's
0: no right? like specific order to these things so yeah. Uh, yeah although if you haven't listened to episode one then maybe or, or part one of Queen Mave, maybe you might want to do that first
1: <laughs> this is <laughs> one of the few episodes where we've got like this has to be, you want to listen to the first one before the second one but most of these you can just kind of take in whatever order you want so yeah yeah, yeah. alright so we're back to Queen Maeve what happens next
0: uh so she goes to Mahakam. Uh Makes so sense. uh meve entered a region known as the Mahakam Pass, which led to the capital of Mount Carbon um or Carbone. Uh may we'll see how they pronounce that. Uh there uh she met Gar or Gaber Zigrin.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh
0: that's a different name. Yes, but also a familiar name sort of sort of like Zigrin, right like Zygrin yeah like but, and Zygrin.
1: but we have we don't know Gaber I don't, at least I don't recognize Gaber
0: yeah I've never I've just never heard that one before but assuming there's relations there's probably extensive trees oh yeah of relationships between like the dwarves and stuff the dwarf family trees are probably
1: humongous I can imagine yeah. like a dwarf mom with like 11 children
0: yeah uh uh, there, Gabriel Ziggren awaited the Lyrian retinue. Before the dwarf could properly greet them, though, a large shadow fell on them as a red dragon named Keltulus soared over them. Uh, as the queen set foot in Mahakam, she only knew dragons from colorful engravings and ballads she heard at her court. Co- coincidentally, one such story me heard was about Yarfen Zigrin and the dragon Akvist. Uh, nevertheless, Gabriel Ziggren quickly assured everyone that Kel'Thulist wouldn't pose danger. Don't worry, everybody. He's a nice one.
1: We're cool with this guy.
0: Yeah. Which I would, uh, just to throw back to, um, the, the story of, of Geralt and, um, villain Triton Um, he lists that like the most common and least dangerous are green. Uh, I believe. And then uh there was like a middle ground one that i can't remember the color of and then he says red it's a blue the maybe most was it dangerous blue, green blue red gold maybe gold uh, is the most rare yeah but he didn't believe in gold until yeah. he saw one right so he said that red were the most rare and the most dangerous so just imagine coming across <laughs> and just mass and they were the largest i believe as well it was just a massive red dragon just comes over you just like oh I'm dead, I'm dead
1: now. <laughs> yeah, this, I'm, this is what death is. <laughs> this is the end of my story. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, after Rayla entered Zygrin as their local guide, Meev went straight to the Elder-in-Chief, as it was the Elder Hoog, was just in the process of screen-cleaning an annual event of monster removal caused by ice trolls, shale mars, and others cropping up when the snow melts for a bit. Wait, uh, this after- is
1: their spring cleaning. This is they just clear out monsters every this is year. So dwarf though, yeah. this is like yeah. so dwarf. Wow, well, we've got to get rid of the monsters in the hills again. Let's go, lads. Yeah, damn, yeah. ice trolls are Damn, ice trolls. <laughs> get out of my kitchen, <laughs> ice troll. Spring cleaning. <laughs>
0: are the dwarves just australians i don't know what that voice was (laughs) i was cracking up while i was saying it Not the not the accent but just the i mean like australians (laughs) just walk into their house and there's just like massive spiders on the doors and they're just like yo that's just jeremy like yo Yeah. yeah yeah the continent is basically australia yeah um (laughs) I lost my place. <laughs> where were we <laughs> um after young Zigrin explained to her what she was witness to Meve summoned her banners and rushed to help with the cleaning right thereafter meev and odo were brought to the elder in chief who inquired Zigrin who the guests were when the queen began to speak who cut her off saying that he knew full well she either came for coins or fighting bodies (laughs) he then proceeded to note how over the centuries he had come to realize meddling in human affairs only brings trouble it does it's the truth it's the truth that is a very smart dwarf Yeah. I mean, especially for non-humans. Like, I mean, you don't want to get involved. No, you're probably just going to get murdered, get murdered or enslaved or something. The enemy's gone. They're going to turn on you. That's just kind of how it is. Not appreciated. Um, No, Mm -mm. uh, refusing the queen's request. He summoned his warriors, announced the end of spring cleaning and went back to Mount carbon. Uh, Seeing me disheartened, Zigrin advised the Larians to go around some of the principal clans of Mahakam seated in the pass, help them get rid of monsters, win over their hearts, and that then the Elder Hoog would be compelled to reassess her, her request. Uh, and so they went battling the rage wrought by Keltulus on Clan Farink after the dwarves broke her eggs. Dude, uh-oh. You gotta be a dumb clan to go break the eggs of her red. That's not a good idea. (laughs) That's That's not a good idea. That's dumb. My babies. Uh, The slaughtering through the monsters of Devor's Abyss and Boro's Rump. Uh and resolving ramp. the enigma of the missing excursions into the Blackbrook Vale, among other feats. Uh, the clans rejoiced, and so when Meve sorted out Daver's Abyss and saw the Elder and Chiefs of Runner, she expected praise from him and pledge of aid. Hoog, however, was irate. Uh, yeah. Langbridge, he explained to Meve that he didn't eradicate the beast earlier because he was investigating the fall of Clan Fuchs? Fuchs exactly I almost said other... S. I almost did the U in the other pronunciation. Uh-huh. I was like, stop. That was like wait. it's Fuchs. wait. Yes. Uh the queen was then invited to Mount Carbon or the elder planned to question her at length. Alright, so she ends up doing some things that he's not happy
1: with because he had some right. other uh plans.
0: Well he said he's told her I don't want to get involved in human affairs because mm-hmm. it's bad. So I can kind of imagine like from his position he's just sitting there hearing these stories of what they're doing is being like okay so they thought they'd get involved in our affairs that would be that yeah. would
1: be much better, i wanted right? nothing to do with you <laughs> and here you've so now you wedged like, yourself in my in my business
0: yeah i so, would be pretty irate too to be honest
1: <laughs> yeah so that this was all game stuff too we were back this to was game all, stuff yeah, we didn't it was all specifically
0: game as they kind of fleshed out mm. what she did right because before it was just she went to Mahakam. To ask for aid. Right. And that's kind of what we get. Um, so the yeah, the end of game here um is kind of a conclusion of that part. Uh walking across the Langbridge, they were attacked by Skoyatel. When the dust settled and everybody was safely at Mount Carbon, Meav who talked, the elder admitted he was originally intended to rebuke her again, <laughs> overriding the clans. But after seeing how the Empire was using Skoyatel, he decided to use Meave. A feast ensued, but not all of it was delight for the queen escorted by the imperial's king Willem, her son and rival summarized the situation in the north to her and begged her to surrender she refused resolutely and following a short argument left with the feast concluded the lyrians met with the mahakam volunteers the ones they made Hmm. you know from doing all those tasks and hence, a regiment of thirty dwarven spearbearers, dressed in white doublets displaying Rivian diamonds, joined the war. All right, so they finally got some dwarves to fight for
1: them, but not all. All's going really well, and this is a it, it, reminder it, it, that the Skoyatel, the elves, are now working with the Nilfgaardians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the dwarves aren't it, it, into that. They're like, wait a minute,
0: what are the elves not, doing? But they're like, they're worried about it more than they're like mad about it because they're specifically they pull in her rival to try to get her surrender like they bring him in um and so less than like being like let's help you because this is a problem they just want i guess they just want to go back to being like a neutral zone right essentially right um so yeah uh, this still doesn't have anything to do with us stop everyone just (laughs) give up stop fighting and just let us live our lives and we don't want beef with the elves either (laughs) we don't want to do that uh so moving on to the campaign in angrin uh reinforced me directed her retinue to Angren. gradually growing in strength the white queen's corps developed such a bravado that they crossed to the other bank of the Yoruga and harassed the imperials in every possible manner located just south of lyrian rivia Angren served as an important source of food for the empire it was also full of bogs and woods ideal for guerrilla warfare so yeah we do see this constant kind of like uh theme and in, in um especially the books with where, where Geralt talks about it a lot with like you know it it how much of a problem it'll become once the empire crosses the Yuruga. Mm-hmm. And moves into it because there's kind of that boundary of that river keeping the northern kingdoms and the Guardians like mostly separate. Besides like incursions, but they have a very clear divided line of like where they sit. Right. Uh, and so the queen's like, "All right, we're taking the battle to you." And she crosses over with her group. It just starts like laying ham into them. I yeah, because you know. she's got
1: this like guerrilla warrior group still now plus dwarves, so they've yeah. grown in size
0: um yeah. uh moving on to more game canon uh the Regent held a lore for reasons of revenge too after all it was there count caldwell had been granted the title of palatine palpatine, uh, palpatine. Mm-hmm. definitely, mm-hmm. definitely he, gets, he
1: gets lightning powers at this point yep. in the story.
0: oh man <laughs> <laughs> he becomes a mage <laughs> uh
1: Testy. Testy's taking a drink um I, I, that joke was so strong he needed to hydrate
0: or i've been talking a lot <laughs> <I need to laughs> that's hydrate. true that's true <laughs> uh, when she finally found out uh in which part of the swamps he was meve defeated and killed caldwell in the battle of tuzla castle on her way towards Redport, Meve was forced to make a detour through isgith a particularly monster filled part of angren which is fine you know like it's fine. She's fought monsters. She fought she... monsters in Mahakam. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She's got dwarf monster fighters with her. They yeah. they do it spring cleaning every year.
0: Uh there, thanks to the help of the Witcher Ivo of Bellhaven, the Queen killed Gurnachora, a terrible relic which nested in the swamps. Oof. Oof. And it's like so like the relics are like ancient beings. Yeah,
1: Gurnachora. So, We're gonna have Gernichora. to do an episode on Gurnachora.
0: If there's enough, uh,
1: there's, I mean, maybe this is like part of a multi episode where we talk about relics, but Granitro is weird, true. weird looking thing, weird turtle beast, zombie looking yeah. m- monster. Well, you know, like the it's relics, like how they, they,
0: like, are kind of like, uh, believe like, uh, lesions and then like fiends and tro- like these, like, very, like, ancient, like, large beings. So, um, Oh, when Meve reached the Red Port, uh, surprise awaited her. The Imperials mustered a force under Commander Mortison at the single bridge leading out of Angrant to put it into her attacks. With no other way through, Meve led the charge to face Mortison's soldiers. There, in the heat of the battle for the bridge on the Uruga, the Queen received an unexpected aid in the form of another Witcher, Geralt. Geralt's companions of Rivia shows up to help the queen of rivia yes Sweet. um uh, Geralt and his companions who also needed to cross the river fighting her enemies head on me received a blow from a war hammer which left a mutilating scar on her cheek and broke several of her teeth oh. untimely though her warriors won the day with the help of Geralt's um and uh i always forget his damn name you know guardian names are hard um the one guy the one guy. The one guy. Is this Witcher 2 events?
1: This happened in Witcher Two. Getting into it. Or is this Witcher One? I can't remember.
0: Uh the Timeline, I th- think, is Witcher One still? I don't know. Yeah, that's a tough I, I, I don't know Timeline. I mean this is well actually no, because this is in the books. Oh, okay. So I guess it's specifically the details uh, that are, they are being expanded on. Right. But yes. Right. We don't play arriving through arriving at the battle on the bridge of the Uruga is in the books. Right. Harold, you right. Know, I guess he arrives with, uh, I always forget his. Daylighting lighting name. says Kahir. Uh, Kahir. There you, go. there you go. With Kahir. Um, uh, and I believe, uh, with, he was, he was with Regis at the, the time too. Um, so they kind of show up and Kahir couldn't, Kahir and uh, Geralt are like joined into the battle, like on the bridge, and are like just slaying Um Because at this point, is like defected, sort of. <laughs> um,
1: Always fun. Yeah. Always fun to slay Guardians. All right, go on. Yeah.
0: In the aftermath, Meve entered the field hospital to reward the Witcher, who happened to help her. Supported by Count Odo, she proceeded to knight him, mm-hmm. elevating his status and officially granting him the title Geralt of Rivia. He's Geralt of Rivia of Rivia. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, his, <laughs> his knight, like the name he chose. Right. Right. Second name he chose being Geralt of Rivia, just as like a, you know, witcher name or whatever. Right. But yeah, then he gets knighted and is officially like his title yeah, he is a knight of Rivia Geralt of Rivia. Yeah. It's just, that's great. So those a wild. He doesn't even add it. That's the, I think that's what I remember is that like, whenever he's meeting her because he knows that she's the queen, he, she asks who he is and he says, Geralt <laughs> He's just like, Geralt he doesn't say a review because uh-huh. like, that wouldn't make sense the official title right And he doesn't want to tell the queen like you know oh yeah, yeah. so he just keeps it as Geralt It puts that and it it's just one of the most ironically funny moments I think mm-hmm. in the whole series um uh <laughs> finding it amusing to bestow such a moniker on him uh, you know him being a witcher witchers don't usually get knighted um Upon receiving the honor, Geralt accompanied Meeve as one of the Rivian knights. His companions lavished in royal favor as well. On their way towards Kaidu uh, Forest, the army was alerted about a Guardian punitive expedition coming their way from Clamont in great numbers. To avoid it, Meeve decided to head north and said, Geralt who needed to go see the druids of Kaidu asked the queen to exempt him from the army with a royal blessing for his private guest private quest in a cool yet resolute. <laughs> my term, private guest. Can you yeah, please guest, can, my
1: can, can it exempt my private guest, please?
0: My bad. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds dirty. <laughs> um behave yourself Tom uh and a cool yet re- resolute tone me refused reminding the knight of his duties to the crown he and his company therefore left quietly stealing some provisions and horses in the process which made the qu- queen furious all right
1: so this is this is the story as of here
0: right mm-hmm. is there more there is, <laughs> That's right, there there is more. more yes <laughs> yeah. like setting this up and it was like oh there's 10 pages worth of stuff here. There's a lot. Like Queen Mav- we're going to Mav- part three.
1: Right. She's busy. Like We go from like the Nilfgaardians pushing in on the border and her deciding, okay, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to prep everybody to fight back. And then a bunch of betrayal and ridiculous stuff. And then she ends up having to negotiate with the dwarves. And then finally is now pushing back against the Nilfgaardians with the help of a witcher. And the whole story about Geralt actually being called Gild- Geralt of
0: Rivia. This is this is really cool stuff, but it's not done yet. This isn't the end of her story. We still have more. Yeah, we still have more. So, uh I do I mean a lot of this is like with, they added so much on like the game content of like expanding her expedition to Mahakam um and then kind of like bringing out like some of the details in this area too. So, it's it is really cool that like they've expanded upon her so much because like we knew she was already a prominent, like she's not like prevalent too much in the books, because honestly the books are mostly like, if you're not Geralt's or around Geralt's we don't really know what's going on with you that much. Um, like besides like small, like snippets in here and there, but it's mostly like, if you're not Geralt's point of view, then you're not important. So we do know that she's like significantly important and we get like you know a bit of like lore into her but it would be about i would say probably the equivalent of like most of the other kings and queens that we would see other than like maybe like Fultis, like the really big names that we're used to seeing right um this also uh they expand on her so much they decided to just bring her out yeah so prominently
1: this also shows how well the games are tied to the the books, how well they they kind of thread in and out of the stories from the books and, and connect everything,
0: mm. which is pretty well, cool, pretty yep, cool stuff. So next week,
1: next week, War Queen meve All right, that sounds good. Toasty, you got anything going on you want to share
0: before we head out? Well, I have quite a few things going on <laughs> quite a few things all right and listen listen for us we've got not as much as you but yeah. uh so uh i am now the new host of the cyberpunk Lorecast, along with uh genesis mm-hmm. from the two girls one ship podcast um and then uh of course um the cyberpunk Cyberpunked, cyberpunk apostrophe d uh actual play cyberpunk red podcasts along with uh the Fumbling for and almighty crit gang um and then of course you know follow us on twitter at the witcher Lorecast cast as well um and you know it seems like we're getting some news for some new stuff and then we're gonna be we're gonna be real busy come december yeah we got a new show we got a new show coming out yeah and and new show in year, december in the summer mm-hmm. again so mm-hmm. it's gonna be busy 2023 yeah. for us.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and then and then we'll have new games eventually, you know. Who knows when the next of the new game the G- group is coming. But eventually, I mean 7
0: years. Yeah. I mean if
1: if they've already they've already been working on the next Witcher game for a year or two because it's been 2 years now almost. Like December will be 2 years since Cyberpunk 2077 came out. And that's when some of the staff shifted over just to start doing pre dev stuff for the next Witcher game. So we're at about a year and a half into that, which means they're probably already coding things out. They've done a lot of the design work and the writing probably already. Is yeah. where I, what I would guess. But that means that we're still probably a good three years away from getting a finished product, at least. without more. One, or more. more. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, well, well, I guess we'll find out what the side projects are and stuff like that. I've got uh, my shows. I've got the Lord of the Rings Lorecast, cast, which is doing awesome because of the TV show um, and people seem oh, to really yeah. like it.
0: Yeah. Episode six. Yeah. Episode six.
1: A little wild. Things start it's <laughs> heating up literally. Um, (laughs) and, uh, so that's been, that's been going real, real well. We were getting through the Silmarillion and reading, uh, one of the most interesting stories right now, Baron and Luthien and getting through the details on that. And, uh, so come, go listen to that if you're into anything Lord of the Rings go listen to Lord of the Rings Lorecast but I've got lots of other shows everything else is at robotsradio.net you can go check that out and uh, come join us on our live streams we're doing this one a little bit earlier on a Wednesday since we missed it on a Monday but all of the live streams for all of the podcasts that I do and also my game streams are at twitch.tv slash robots radio so come hang out with us and that's what we got for this week Toasty I'll see you next time buddy and until then stay safe on the path alright everybody see you later Thanks for tuning in to the Witcher Lorecast. We'd love to hear about your experiences with the games and the books and the TV series and all your thoughts on everything. Please check out the Robots Radio Discord and follow us on Twitter at Witcher Lorecast. You've been listening to a Robots Radio
0: Podcast.
1: Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at RobotsRadio.net.